Hey yo, welcome to the winner's circle. Polish your crown, here to optimize your workflow. That's service now. This ain't your typical run of the mill. Tech talk OGs, we're the best in the field. We'll help you level up and build your credibility. Now let me ask you one question, who the realest be? Unapologetic, if we said it, then we meant it. Foundation build on trust, authentic, so it's cemented. Better make way, only facts in the booth. You're now tuned in with CJ and the Duke. Uh, what success? I'll let you in on the scoop. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Come on. Yeah. Make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. This episode is brought to you by ClearSky. ClearSky is the only identity governance and security solution built natively on ServiceNow. It optimizes enterprise identity and risk management with a platform-first approach. Look, we have built a great digital world where we can plug and play people into our applications and information globally. Great for speedy operations, but can be a real nightmare for risk and security and governance who are left asking, who has access to what? Who authorized that? Should they still have it? When's the last time we checked? This is why CJ and the Duke love ClearSky. All of the benefit of a company with decades worth of ILM and IGA experience with a solution that's built natively on ServiceNow, the platform that we all trust. ClearSky. Optimized identity management built natively on ServiceNow. Check the description below for an episode CJ and I did on ClearSky, as well as how to contact them. All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? Man, Duke, today we're going to talk about hackathons. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, I know, man. You're only like a, what, 20-time champion? Four, but who's counting? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously impressive, man. Seriously impressive. I mean, I was on the early ones, so the competition got more and more and more over the years. No, don't do that, though. Don't do that. We're not going to do the understating our accomplishments thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you killed it, man. You won four. It's like Michael Jordan said, I only won like six championships. But, oh, you're playing in the 90s. I didn't well. fill two hands with rings. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, four hackathon championships is a huge accomplishment. And you're probably the best person to have on this podcast, right, to talk about hackathons right this is one of those where we have the guest expert in-house i appreciate that man it means extra coming from here yeah no doubt yeah so we're going to talk about why you might want to be on hackathons and just some rules for success rules for optimal performance on a hackathon. but why don't we start with like why would i right because it's a huge time investment the ones at knowledge were kind of like all-nighters so you're sacrificing a night of sleep why would i want to go through that yeah, I mean, it's a good question, right? I, and, you know, personally, I think like that sacrificing a whole night of sleep thing kind of lends a little bit to the intense feeling of it, right? It's like, oh, man, we're going to yeah, I'll be up banging out code all night and we're going to deliver something in a day like you feel that sense of accomplishment. To me, that's what it is. Yeah, that's why I would do it, the sense of accomplishment. But I think there's a lot of other reasons, too. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I, I, there's no doubt that a large part of my motivations for the ones I participated in was fortune and glory. Like, uh, <laughs> The first one was such a a sense of, I have a perspective on something and I have this idea for an app that I know would work. And so in the first hackathon at Knowledge 13, man, we had everybody there. We had Chris York, Matt Barron and- uh, Shout out, Matt. Yeah. Michael Barkoviak, Jeremy Gartner we had there. It was just, it was a big, huge team. 
and we were like brainstorming on a call. And I was like, guys, have you ever noticed that when they make decisions on projects, it's kind of like in a closed door operation. It's like everybody's got these ideas for projects and nobody really has a say. There's like a bunch of people that go into a boardroom and they come out and it's like, here's the projects we're doing. And I'm like, but somehow the organization has all kinds of resources just hidden around. And I recently come across Kickstarter. And I'm like, what if we put Kickstarter in service now for project initiation? Oh, man, I remember that one. That was so pretty cool. It's like, what if, you know, like we should have a mobile app for our time entry or whatever, because our normal time entry sucks. And we have to have a time entry field for our time entry because it takes so damn long. And let's get that done. And somebody says, I have an extra 10,000 in my budget that I'm not using. I'm going to dedicate to that. Or I have a iOS developer that's suboptimal usage for this quarter. And we can kickstart our projects internally based off of donated organizational resources. Right. Man, that is still a good idea. It is. <laughs> but like, I was convinced it was like, I'm convinced this could work. And I'm maybe like a little bit more sobered on how corporate resource management works. But two releases later, we had ideation. Right. And so I like to think that I had some part in that, but it's absolutely a fortune and glory thing where you could say like, here's my perspective. This is what ServiceNow can do and is practical. Let's see what can happen. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, two versions later, you've got ideation, right? Which isn't very dissimilar from the mm -hmm. concept that you were describing. So fortune and glory and influence. Yep. Right? There's definitely that part too. Like it feels like sometimes my conversations carry more weight when my hackathon wins come up. I it frequently comes up on my interviews, like tell us about the hackathons, right? Like, for, yeah, I don't want to be like a big prideful person about it, but people do ask me about it on interviews and not as a test, but as a tell us how we can use you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got a, one of my favorite rappers has a line. He says, I didn't get a thing when I was humble. So for me, like boast all you want, Dan, you, you accomplished this. You, you did win four hackathons, right? Like, yeah. so don't talk about this prideful crap. We leave that stuff in the bed. Well, I, I'm very proud of what yeah, I did and I'm, I got extra like warm fuzzies that three out of the four of them were my idea, but I also, See, that's what I'm talking about. You know right what I mean? I, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like it was me sitting there, right? It wasn't like it was right. me, like Joel Olives, James Neal, you know, <laughs> um, no, yeah, like, like all-star cast. Uh, all-star cast, yeah. Like, so I, I guess that's a point we didn't even put in our notes here, but let's like come up for rock stars. <laughs> right? Work with rock stars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, tying it together, fortune, fame, influence are all things that you come out of this with. And those things follow you throughout your entire career, which is the part that I think, you know, was the subtext of what you were saying this entire time, but I think needs to be called out specifically, especially for some of our new users, some of our new listeners, right? Mm -hmm. um, some of these hackathons you won, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, and in 2020, uh, 2013 was my first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, you started winning hackathons 10 years ago, right? And you're still being asked about them now in 2023. So, you know, oh. you, you make a name for yourself, right? Like you win a hackathon. I mean, maybe you don't even need to win. Plus, runner up is probably good too. Right. You you take that with you, your entire service now career, and it will unlock some doors for you. We're always talking about build, build, build for practice. Right. Right. And you're going to tell the build stories anyway. So how much hotter is it going to be when you say I built this at a hackathon and I won? Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> um, I think we scheduled this for the end, but I think it comes up better now. Sure. Is that it also sharpens your skill. Yes. And it sharpens in my mind, it sharpens two skills in particular. Number one, your technical skills, because it sometimes helps to just look at things differently. 
It's like you're in a hackathon, you're, you're hacking. So there's some sense of going off road and not necessarily obeying the rules. What can I exploit? And that just shows you a tool in a different shade, right? Oh my God, absolutely. In a different color. You know, it's like, it's not supposed to do this, uh, but it can. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like this module doesn't do this. Yeah, well, it does do the thing we needed to do. So let's just bootstrap it. Yeah, because (laughs) it's like you're under a severe time constraint, a severe time constraint. Right. And so the idea would be like in real life when we have days to even think about this before we put pen to paper. Like I might build a proper way to execute this, but inside it's just, I'm going to build something that works. And that is, it builds pathways in your brain about how you wield your tools. And just, I mean, just, just go on YouTube and look at like carpentry hacks, leatherworking hacks. I'm big on leatherworking. So I'm just like always watching leatherworking hacks. It's just like (laughs) all these dudes have these weird, like nobody else has considered them, but they work better. (laughs) Right. So definitely definitely sharpens some technical edges yeah i mean you so it's about career growth right um you know and i touched on this a little bit too but it gives you that ability to step outside your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. step outside your skill set comfort zone especially right like you might go into there and we already got three rock star developers and maybe developing is your is your jam but we don't necessarily need that person what we need is somebody to be the pitch guy or what yes. we need is somebody, right, to help build that PowerPoint, right? Or, yep. you know what I mean? Or somebody no, like I totally, need. let me tell you how much I know what you mean, because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> the, right. Like, everybody sleeps on the pitch person. Like, literally, for most of the hackathons I was on, from a technical perspective, I was extra hands. Right. James Neal would be like, I'm trying to build an integration into this exterior system. We were trying to do a, a social media app one year. And James is like, I'm building a Twitter integration. Like what I need is something else. And so I would build the tiny stuff that was easy, right? So I would build all the easy stuff while while I thought on the pitch. One other hackathon I did with Travis Tolson and Nathan Firth. We didn't win this one, but it was like they literally did all the build. And all I did was just refine and refine the pitch for like the whole hackathon. And so... If you don't think, if you're not technical enough, but you got good talk, it's, you're still critical to the team because the pitch is often what convinces people to vote. And I want to say two things to that, right? Like one thing is you weren't always the pitch guy internally, right? Like as a, you know, your skill set, you weren't always the guy who was comfortable getting up and speaking in front of tens or hundreds of people, right? Absolutely not. You're, you're absolutely right. Knowledge 11 was my first knowledge. And I was like, oh, someday I hope, I hope I can be strong enough, convincing enough, confident enough to like host a session at Knowledge. And like Knowledge 12, I did a very small one. And then Knowledge 13, I did a a big one, a huge one. It was standing room only. I was just like scared out of my wits. Yeah, I was at that Uh, one. But then at Knowledge 13, we did the hackathon and man, one of my friends at ServiceNow, we were like at that knowledge, the hackathon contestants were pitching in the general kind of symposium area era. So people would come by and like listen to your pitch and then you text in your vote or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, it was one guy on my team and me doing pitches to people at Knowledge. And then one of my friends from ServiceNow walks up to me and says, uh, Frank Slootman's going to be here in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And then my whole team looks at me and we're like, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? So I pitched. This is it. This is the big time. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, Frank Slootman's there. He's kind of like, he's sort of interested, right? Right. And he's standing side on to me and he's leaning in with his ear. And I said, Frank, do you know what's... <laughs> and he like, he was standing still, but you could tell he was standing stiller. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's that at your organization, there's probably like hundreds of projects that are worth doing that aren't getting off the table because there isn't a proper ideation engine where you are. And he just side onto me and he just turns straight onto me, crosses his arms. <laughs> oh no, now I got your full attention. Now I see. <laughs> and so, yeah, I pitched to Frank Slootman. It was awesome. Gave my hand a really big shake and he's walking away and I'm like, hey, Frank. And he turns around and I like tell him the number he's supposed to dial. Dial that number. <laughs> but then after that, that was the emergence of the Duke. I think the Duke came immediately after that. I'm like, it's okay. I can like pitch to Frank Slootman on two minutes notice. That's fine. Right. Everything's fine. I'll be fine. Skill growth in yep. the moment. Right. Right. In the moment. That's just an amazing story. If you ever thought, like, I can't do this, like, that story right there should just convince anyone that you should at least try yeah. it. It's so lucky, though, right? Because I didn't, I didn't have a choice, right? If I had time to decide, I might have said I'm not ready. But that's what hackathons do. They yeah, take away your like, choice. No, you're ready. No, you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they put you in this tiny compressed window of time, right? Mm -hmm. And add in all of this pressure. And then they create diamonds. You know? And so, yeah. Don't be intimidated. <laughs> yeah well okay that just takes us right into the uh into the strategies right yeah Tell absolutely more about don't be intimidated the second part of that i think also um, works really well here is that you came away from that experience with having learned more tech stuff more developer stuff from the rock star developers that you had on your team just mm -hmm. by osmosis right just by being around hearing them talk typing the code doing those kind of oh we're stuck kind of conversations how do we do this offering input going through that process right like mm -hmm. again don't be intimidated there either to even though like development or rockstar development might not be your jam don't be intimidated to offer up something right because it's, it's so true at the time i did my first hackathons like i we joke all the time like i'm not a real developer right <laughs> but you say that all the time but if I it's mean, 10 years later <laughs> if it's true if it's true now it was 10 times as true 10 years ago Right. And, you know, I, I would develop simple stuff. And so I wasn't a rock star coder for the hackathon, but I went in anyway. Why? Because I had an idea I couldn't get out of my head. Why? Because I knew I could deliver the pitch really well. And right. other people knew that about me too. So no matter what your skill level is, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, I'm not really a good developer. Like who cares? There's other people who are, you know, maybe not even as good as you and they're like neck deep in it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Don't be intimidated. Everybody can contribute to the team. And like I said, even if you're just extra hands, it's still absolutely necessary. Yeah. And you never know what talent you might have hidden that you unlock just mm -hmm. by necessity. That Just by necessity. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That touches on our next one, right? Which is like, it takes all types. We need developers as a, on a hackathon. We also need pitch folks, right? We also need somebody making that deck, right? We also need somebody you know, coming up with the idea, right? Mm -hmm. we, need, we need someone who can do the testing, right? You know, someone who has that different viewpoint of what's right. going on and can catch like usability issues. We need all types of skill sets when you're talking about a hackathon. You can't sleep on the idea that somebody has to have the master vision. If everybody right. thinks they have the vision, they're going to develop thinking they're in the same direction, but then they're going to have the 
to mix together a whole hodgepodge at the end. There's one hackathon we went to where we had this idea and at the very early keynote, they had one of their high production videos about what people are doing with ServiceNow. And God damn it, the very first one <laughs> was our hackathon idea. <laughs> we're like, shoot, we can't do that. Right. So, Oh man, that's got to suck. Yeah. So I was friends with one of the social media people at ServiceNow and she was like, well, I'll tell you an app I'd want. And so we decided to do this app that would help her, but she wasn't on the team. And so we don't really know, you know what I mean? Like when you're in the weeds, like how should it work again? So we're like constantly texting her and she was basically like our secret team member, but only because she had the idea of how the app would work. Right. And in other, like in other hackathons, I was that person. I was just like, if I'm only just there to answer questions to the dev, like exactly how is this supposed to work again? Like somebody's got to be that central locus of what this thing is going to be. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you think about Google, right? Like somebody had to have the idea, just one text box. Yeah. Like that's the vision. No yep. extra, no, just a text box with a button. That's all we're doing. No but what about, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't under, underestimate those things. You can't undervalue them. It takes all types. I mean, we, we often think about the code, like, especially in technology, right? Like we often mm -hmm. put a whole lot of value on the coder types and as well, we should, right? It is a definitely, it is a skill that not everyone has, yep. but there are other skills that not everyone has too. There are so many folks who would not be comfortable doing the pitch, uh, you I know, hear you. And, you know, and would not, and could not come up with the idea, right? So let's just understand that that whole diversity of skill type thing is a necessity for a successful hackathon. Yeah, the team has to be diverse, skilled. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so if you are that person, if you've got a, an idea in your head and you've got a network of developers you can queue on, then the next tip is start early. Oh my God, start early. <laughs> <laughs> um, like every, now. <laughs> yeah, like every team that I've seen win has had plans for it like a while in advance. And I'm not saying they built it already. Some teams have, I find that's kind of cheap, but have at least had the idea really early. Yeah. So that they get there and the team's ready. You at least have a clear vision of the app. And we've talked about components you're going to use, but that is a lifesaver. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you, right? You want to go into it with like at least some kind of idea of what you're going to do. Yeah. That doesn't mean you... You have to, but I think if you want to have the most chance of success, right? And like, literally, you know, like, please don't be cheap. Like, there's one team one year where they, like, they did it in CMS, and it was hardcore graphic designs and stuff. They clearly had all these assets built before they came to the session. It's just like, that's so cheap. Like, they had hours and hours and hours of advanced work before anybody else. Don't be yeah. that. Don't be that team. Like, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone should keep to the spirit of the hackathon, yes, right? I think exactly. it's fine to have a you have your team picked out i think it's fine to you know toss around some ideas on like what you're going to build but you shouldn't come with pre-built assets yes. you know, in my opinion like i don't know what's allowed at, at the rule level but for me yeah. it feels like you said it feels cheap totally cheap the next one right and i think this is the actual spirit of a hackathon right it just has to work oh my you know, god it doesn't yeah. have to be amazing it doesn't have to be great you just got to get through the happy path man <laughs> yeah, it just has to work. So I mentioned it before, like off-roading, ignoring the rules a bit. Oh, you shouldn't put glide records in client scripts. Okay, like <laughs> try and stop me. Uh, right. If, if uh, putting a glide record into a client script shaves an hour off your time, you do it. 
Absolutely. And nobody during the demo is detecting potential performance concerns. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) So this is duct tape, thumbtacks, paper mache. (laughs) Right, right. But really, really, really highly polished paint. This is what we're talking about. And you know what? What I'll say here to you is like to translate this um, back to um, to corporate world, too. I think sometimes it just has to work, works really well in your day job. And maybe it doesn't end up and it probably shouldn't end up in, in production. But sometimes you got the stakeholder who doesn't see the vision. A mock up, right, that just works to show the value of what you're proposing that you yep. do hackathon style. It's probably super valuable to convey the vision of something that you're pitching. So that's another skill, like to tie this back to one of the earlier part of the conversation, right? That's another skill that you end up building here by going through a, um, a hackathon. That ability to build something on the spot, make it work, and then use that to convince others that it's a good idea. It's a model and it's just doing it the proper way takes more effort, right? Like we see this day to day too. And I think the hackathon makes you appreciate it more. It's like I can do it a way I know that works, or I can do it the proper methodical way. But the proper methodical way is always the most time consuming. Absolutely. And the hackathon is not the place to understand about time consuming. So it can also show you pitfalls where you're not thinking deep enough in your real world life. Absolutely. Love it. But I feel like sometimes if you feel like, oh, there's a 50-50 chance that this thing just poops out like while we're demonstrating it, you're, you're <laughs> probably in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> It means you were just ambitious enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's a good point to touch on, too. If what you built, if you don't feel like there's a chance of it failing, you probably weren't ambitious enough with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a specific example where, where that happened. Where we're just like, oh, this, we didn't quite finish this, so don't demo that part. Right. But that actually right. leads into another point is that I think you're going to have more ideas, a lot more ideas going in about how this works than you will execute on. Okay. Our ideation portal, we had like a seven person team, so it was nothing for us to like dedicate this labor. But I would say half the labor we dedicated didn't even make the demo because we had stuff like social amplification. So yeah. it was like, you have five projects and there was a social feed. And people could like or comment. And then the likings would rank the projects on the ideation portal. The only thing we really had time to pitch anyway was this idea that you could pick a project and you could dedicate resources or you could dedicate money or you could dedicate people. Those are the three things we could do. But we had like social ranking and we had reward systems so that you could promise something back to the people who are dedicating stuff to you. And it's just like, man, we didn't even have time to pitch that. (laughs) (laughs) and so you have to be able to recognize and commit to slaying the features that you fell in love with yeah because it's going to get to a point you will not be able to pitch this you won't have the time and the earlier you can do that the better because it allows you to focus what development effort that you have yeah focus right like it's that whole lean startup pitch right where You want to find product market fit as quickly as possible, right? And you want to do that with the least amount of labor expenditure possible too, right? So Mm -hmm. like, I want to get this in front of the people who are going to make the decision as quickly as possible with a a framework having been built as quickly as possible too. And that goes to, like you said, slaying those features that you might love, but ultimately are superfluous to the Mm -hmm. message that you're trying to present. 
That's it's absolutely right. And it's going to happen. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you it's going to. But those are what V2 and V3 and V4 are for. Yeah. And, and, and to me, there's no rule that the hackathon has to stop at the end of the competition. I mean, a lot of these internal hackathons that happen in companies, and I don't know if they still do. I know there was a movement a while ago where a lot of companies were doing like internal hackathons. I don't know how prevalent mm -hmm. it still is, but the whole impetus behind the movement was to get these ideas out there and get some of these things built. Yeah, get a then, model. Yeah, get a model, right? And then transition it to the next stage and see whether or not it can be something. I'll tell you a story about the pick features wisely. One oh, of the yeah. hackathons I won, we call it Apocalypse Now, and it was a disaster response workflow initiator. Okay. So basically, like you had all these disaster response plans in knowledge articles, and the knowledge articles would have basically templated tasks. Say it was like a building fire, like do a head count, make sure everybody gets their payroll up to that date, make sure we get our old backups restored to a backup site or whatever, all the, all the stuff. And a location manager could subscribe to each of the event types. I want this fire plan because we're in a high rise. Or I want this earthquake plan because we live in California. Right. And then we thought, hey, you know what would be cool is if we just do an integration with the U.S. Geological Service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> why not? And so we did it. And then it was one of those government, they were having a, a stalemate over the budget. And so basically USGS took that service offline that night. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. But it was kind of a cheat code for the pitch because I was like, and we had this prep to show you, but the feed stopped. Yeah, no, right? Because then like, boom, we yeah. had a disaster recovery service pitch for you, but then a disaster happened. That's right. We wanted to show live. We wanted to like just tune down the dial, like let us know if anything like 3.2 happens. Right. right. And so basically that happens every five minutes in California. So we just wait and then we get an alert and it would launch out the earthquake plan. But what we should have done was just cut that in. Like it took us so yeah. long to integrate it. And it was just like, we, I still hadn't, hadn't hit my stride yet on like why we were winning hackathons, but we should have just cut that out and just went with what we had because we couldn't demonstrate it and we won anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and you could have always like had a fixed script that you ran that simulated yeah. an inbound. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it going Because that goes back to the past point. It just has to work. Like just let's make work. believe that the US Ge Geological Service sent us this message. Boop, right. the background script. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Everybody's like the other thing too is like everybody wants this to be cool. Everybody yes. wants this to be cool. And That's so the point, right? If you just have some script saying, well, this is the event of them calling us or the, some other system talking to us, they're going to imagine it happening in real life. They'll Absolutely. fill in the blanks for you. Absolutely. That's the value of the pitch. That's the value of all of that shell work too. Sometimes that's not always just the development, right? Cause they, they want to believe, right? Like they want to believe they do. Yep. Everybody's jazzed about it. It's like a big thing. It's like at the circus, right? Like you've got the ringmaster comes out and they're doing whatever little thing that they're doing. And sometimes it's sleight of hand, but you yep. want to believe, right? Because you're there to be entertained. And so That's you, right. so it works. That's right. Last point, Duke. I'll intro this one and I'll let you roll with it because I think you've got a lot to say on it. But come with rock stars. And, you know, when you, when you think about, you know, a hackathon and, and if you're really mm -hmm. trying to win, showing up with folks that you trust, that you know their skill set, that you know how they work, that you already have a rapport with, and you know are good at the thing that's, things that they do and the responsibilities that they'll have, I feel like can't be understated. That's it in a nutshell, really. Like, we say it takes all types, and it does, but one of those types is Rockstar devs. <laughs> <laughs> because if you want to hack a component, yeah. 
Like in my leatherworking videos, there's this dude who takes awls, you know, the screwdrivers, but comes down to one single point. And for something in leatherworking, he bends them. He bends them at like 45 degree angles so he can better hold down the leather when he's like applying glue. Oh, but nice. Would, so, but you need somebody who knows how that stuff works to be able to say, well, if we just bend this tool at a 45 degree angle, we can get another, another effect out of it that we weren't previously. And I think rookies have a harder, harder time of doing that than say a pro developer. So the pro developers are necessary. So if you're trying to assemble a hackathon team, make sure it's composed of somebody who's got hard dev chops, maybe somebody who's got hard portal chops because visuals count, and somebody who can pitch, and somebody who has the locus of control for what the app is, right? Who is going to be the mind that decides how the app works? You have those four pieces, you're well on your way. They don't have to be four separate people, like, one person can occupy multiple of those, but those are the four components you need. But actually, so, I think, go ahead, Corey. No, I, so I was going to say, do we still need a rock star dev now with low yeah. code and the no code tools and service tool, um, totally. tools and service now? I right? mean, maybe not necessarily. I just haven't seen a hackathon done where there wasn't like some significant feature add. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. so I would, I would have one just in case, because I think most ideas involve something that doesn't quite exist platform wise. Now that I'm thinking about this, I would love to see a side by side, like a category for best low code, no code app mm -hmm. entry, because I think that that is a, I hate to say up and coming, right? Cause it's been up and coming for so long, but I would like to see the innovation that comes out of someone who's trying to build something that's really freaking cool, but limited to the scope of, you no, know, this can't be pro style development, but I still want to win this thing. So now it's a, it's a lot more about process. It's a lot more about message. It's a lot more about pitch. It's a lot more about the idea. All that creativity gets funneled maybe a little bit in different areas and maybe something a little bit more innovative comes out of it too. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down to see that. I think that will be interesting to see how uh, how future hackathons shape out. Because I think, you know, the last time we did a hackathon um, in the ServiceNow space, those low-code, no-code tools weren't really available, or at least not as polished as they are now, right, with yeah. AES and things like that. Well, we'll see, if, we'll see what they say, man. Let's, let's hope they have a hackathon this year, and maybe we can talk them into it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, there, All right. Was, there was one I did want to cover that... Yeah, let's do it. How do you... Put yourself in a position to have a great idea to do a hackathon with. And I like I just have this mindset of learn to love the smell of garbage, the smell of BS, like just learn to love it because in those work dynamics or processes that you just can't stand that make great hackathon entries. Because it's Absolutely. like if, if it cures something that itches us, if it cures something that we hate, then people are really going to resonate with it. The secret for my pitches is I can always start it with, hey, you know, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you, they would get halfway through the pitch and you could see them nodding like, yeah, that, that is, like, I hate that. I hate right? that. And then you, then you're hitting them with the, oh, but we can fix it. And all it takes is da 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 with service now. That, I mean, that's. It's like a two-stage, right? Like you could go with the whole like, this is amazing route. But if you hit them with the, this is, and now this is amazing, it's a winning combo. So you have to just scan through your life and just take an inventory of all the things that just like, <laughs> take an inventory of all those things and see what you can do about solving them at a hackathon. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And l listen, folks, 
lessons from a master hackathon winner here, you know, and a master hackathon pitch guy. You can't make this stuff up, right? Like, I mean, it works because it resonates with all of us, right? Like we have all thought this thing is at some point in our lives Mm -hmm. about something. And I know we've all thought about it, about work as well. Even when you have the ability to change it, you still think before you change it, this is some it's a whole like we did a whole episode on it right it's yeah. like the whole reason service now exists yes to take the out of work man they, that would be so great if they could use that as a slogan it would it wouldn't work you know because obviously you you know they're way too big and corporate to be able to say take the out of work but i think that might be my new informal uh way that i explain to people what i do i take the out of work <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's as good as any of them man that's profound <laughs> credit to you duke all right i think that's all we have time for today folks are at like what 45 minutes of record no 38 minutes but definitely yeah. have time no doubt this was a good one yeah talk to you guys later see you later bye-bye 78 episodes in and we still don't have a good outro hey, yo, welcome to the winner's circle polish your crown here to optimize your workflow that service now this ain't your typical run-of-the-mill tech taco geez we're the best in the field we'll help you level up and build your credibility now let me ask you one question who the realest be unapologetic if we said it then we meant it foundation build on trust authentic so it's cemented better make way only facts in the booth you're now tuned in with cg in the dupe uh what success i'll let you in on the scoop make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth come on yeah make your mind your best friend and fill it up with the truth yeah cj in the dupe what's that huh service now come on yeah i said welcome to the winner's circle yeah yeah